Hello everyone and welcome to Monday's edition of the FEZ show. Now, you may notice something wrong. I'm hosting the show, not Jack. Jack is at work, so he's decided that I should host the show today. That's a very poor decision, but it could be worse. Ed could be hosting. Thanks. That's, that's nice for the vote of confidence, Mr. Jack Pickering. But also, it would be remiss not to mention our special guest, so you may as well introduce him. Yes, to. yes, definitely, yes, definitely. Um, uh, joining myself and Ed today is a man whose uh, who's view of Saturday's sim race was that of a Jaguar cockpit. Uh, Remco Major, welcome along to the FEZ show. Thank you, thank you. Right, we have got a lot to discuss today. Um, starting with, well, it's going to be all about this. It's, it's all. It's going to be all about the race at home challenge from Monaco. Um, Remco, I, I will start with you because you had your debut in the race uh, in the race at home challenge, and you didn't just uh, you didn't just like trot around at the back for five laps and get eliminated. You qualified eighth and finished seventh, so it was a brilliant start for you. Yeah, it definitely was a brilliant start because, um, of course, you have to qualify into these events uh, that start like Tuesday, I think, and like Wednesday or Thursday evening it, uh, uh, it it ended. But I only did it on like one day at the last day in the last moment. I was like, I'm gonna do some laps, and at some point I was you have to uh, be in the top eight in the qualifying to go through. And I was ninth at four thousandths of a second behind, but I knew I couldn't get a lap together for that extra four thousandths. So it's like, eh, just have to hope for some people to get disqualified, because uh, it is a thing. Uh, definitely has three tracks uh, at the simulator that uh, people can wall ride. You can use the walls to go quicker. Definitely, if damage is set to really low, and apparently five five people in front of me did that because I ended up fourth in that uh, qualifier. Um, so yeah, that was like the first step, which surprised me to even qualify for this event. Well, yeah, I think I think if people were disqualified for for wall riding, I think uh, Jack might have made it up to about P twenty five. But um... should, we, um, should we just clarify a little but, bit what wall riding actually is? So that's the case yeah. where people aren't they aren't using the brakes and they're just using the wall to brake for them and bouncing off it. So like the hairpin, I imagine, is a good term to do that in. Uh, well, uh, good, none of them are good terms to do it, but you used to get disqualified. But yeah, because everyone's to back, to back and the exit of swimming pool, I would have uh, thought. Yeah, okay. the, the hairpin was not a good turn to do it. Uh, okay. there, you, there you had to shift down to first to get the drift right, because that um, made it break on the rear wheels, so you could get the current turning. And it, it, it was really fun to do, but really hard as well. Definitely in a race when you have to do it for 15 laps. Yeah, uh, Remco, one thing... Uh, one thing also that's different about your race compared to everyone else's is the fact that you weren't just racing. You also had a VR headset on. Now, t t tell us a bit about racing wearing a VR headset and how much of like how much of like an advantage that gives you when sim racing. Um, well, I wasn't the only one with a VR headset. Sophia Fluors also uh, was using one. So, um, do you know I'm? An endurance racer. Um, I in a, when I'm sim racing, I'm usually doing endurance race, like 24 hours race, 12 hours races. Um, and over there, you don't really drive on street tracks and such. Um, but over there, it's just definitely at the start and when you're 
like lapping people that are uh, on a slower class than you. You can just look around, see where they are. You, you can see depth so you know how far they are away from you. And uh, I even have uh, videos of it where I make it four wide at Imola in like, like inches away from other drivers where others with a single screen just can't because they are in 2D and yeah, that's just far too dangerous. Um, but on street tracks the, with Formula E, being able to get up like inches away from the wall, I, I could like scrape the wall like consistently. That's because you can see how far the wall is away from you. Instead, it's muscle memory where you just turn in and like, yeah, at this rate, I when the graphic is like this close to me, the this big, then I'm not hitting it. So it's just, and also being able to look around. I, I the, the uh, hairpin, uh, I could look at the exit of the hairpin. Well, when you're on, definitely on a single screen, also triple screen, you can't see it. So if something happens there, you can uh, see it coming pretty much. So yeah. It, yeah, and it, there was something happening at the hairpin uh, on lap one. Can you t can you take us through what uh, what actually happened on that lap one accident? Oh, uh, in the sim races race. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was mainly watching Remco to be fair and cheering him because <laughs> yeah. I saw him get up a place because I think it was Nick Jacobs that you got by. I remember uh, Nick Jacobs was behind you for most of the race. Yeah, yes, because uh, he hit me in the rear when I went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then later on. Yeah, um, but uh, there wasn't any hairpin. Uh, let's first because it started at the start, which I have a funny story about. Because um, I had the best start you can ever have. I went like my reaction time to the life was less than a tenth of a second. I oh, actually wow. rewatched the replay, but the reason for it was a bit different than just like me being an awesome driver. <laughs> um, because what I noticed is, um, it also in the replay I could hear uh, because you start in neutral uh, for these races and then you shift up to first while being full throttle. And then you can hear instantly the engine noise coming up. But what I noticed is that before my start, someone made a jump start. Uh, I looked back and it was Sophia Flourish. She actually made <laughs> a jump the start. Other, the other <laughs> yeah, of course, the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because usually nothing happens and you're reacting to anything that changes, I reacted to that. And exactly as I reacted, the lights went off. So I was really <laughs> lucky there. <laughs> But that made me like instantly alongside Nick Jacobs, like on the outside of turn one, even before turning, I was already fully alongside it. That's how good that start was. And of course, that means you're on the outside of the hairpin. But that hairpin, once you're on the inside, you're so much slower than when you're on the outside because you can just take so much more speed with it. Definitely if he's blocked by someone in front of him. And I went around the outside of the um, hairpin and he just backed off, I think, because he was hitting the sausage curb. Because oh, yeah. I kind of <laughs> squeezed him on there. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, also, uh, the, also that, that, that whole jump start situation reminded me of a, something that happened, I think, at the end of season four, where uh, Andre Lotterer made a jump start and John Eric Byrne made a perfect start straight after and then, uh, and then took the lead. Right. Um, uh, Ed? Uh, through, uh, throughout the sim race, uh, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't all about Remco. We would have loved <laughs> it to be all about Remco, but there was a uh, there was a brilliant fight up at the front. But mostly for Kevin Siggy, it was 
it was plain sailing for him. Pole position, fastest lap, and took the race win. Yeah, the Slovenian Kevin Siggy, who of course uh, won the McLaren Shadow Project a few years ago, uh, and he's been scoring consistently on the podium in the first couple of races. And now he got he got pole and basically uh, was pretty much untroubled throughout the entire race. There was a good battle, I think, just behind between uh, Peter Briljack and uh, Peo Pev, I think it was. For, was it for second or for third? I forget. Um, I, think it I, th- was, I think it was for third because Lucas Muller was in second. Muller, yeah, Muller was second. Sorry, I forgot about Muller. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, that, that, was, that was a good one. I think Brodrick made a couple of attempts to get past um, Peo Pev, but Peo didn't really uh, make any kind of mistakes that Peter could take advantage of. And uh, so it's, 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 um, I think Kevin Siggy's now pulled away a little bit in the championship as a result. But I think uh, Pella Bildrick still quite high up there, despite having not won a race yet, because we had uh, Joshua Rogers who won the first race and then he hasn't uh, qualified or turned up for any of the two following two. So, um, so that meant that meant he's fallen behind. He's only got the 25 points, whereas I think Kevin Siggy has gone up to at least um, 40 or 50 or something, at least double what um, Joshua Rogers has. So, so yeah, it's, it's all starting to, it's, it's quite clear that it's, I think it's basically a free horse race at the moment for, uh, hopefully Remco can join in, but he's made a good start so far in seventh place. But um, I, I think I think it's looking like a free horse race between Peo Pev, uh, Kevin Siggy and uh, Peter Briljack, in my opinion. Although Lucas yeah. Malo is quite close to yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Uh, Re- Remco, uh, in your race, uh, what, what, one bit, uh, one bit of your race that we did see was something that happened on, I believe, lap two. Uh, go- going into the swimming pool, you kind of looked like that. You kind of missed the apex, and then whacked into the barrier. Um, no, I-, I hate the apex, all right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you hit it too well, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, take take us through that accident, and how much damage did you pick up from that? Oh boy. Um, well, first off, my pace was surprisingly well, um, because normally uh, when I'm racing the likes of Kevin Siggy and such, they're like a second quicker than me per lap. And in qualifying, it was already like only like three tenths. I was slower, three or four tenths. So I was really surprised with that. And so I was behind Nuno Pinto and I was actually quicker than him. Um, and in the second lap at the hairpin, he kind of ran wide. So I could put it um, uh, on the inside there, but it meant I was for the outside of the back, which you just simply can't. He was a little bit ahead of me, so I couldn't do like an outright uh, outside sweep or anything or any squeezing. So I had to back off and then take a look at the inside for a swimming pool where you, of course, can't overtake, but just to put him offline. If you like stay to the right, I could, you know, still put alongside and annoy him at least um but what happened then uh, i had to go back a little bit but i forgot i was a little bit more to the left at turn in than i should have been and you're so close behind someone then that you just can't see the inside wall so it was pretty much unlock and i was just a little bit too early hit the inside wall smash into the uh, tech pro barrier actually and that's where nick jacobs actually hit me in the rear i didn't hit the exit wall which was lucky um but uh it was like full lock counter steering and i'm surprised i even managed to hold that one um but yeah the damage after that was only on 80 percent, so it wasn't as bad but i was definitely slower and i just didn't have the pace anymore to keep up with you know but surprisingly i didn't get like attacked from behind either so it was a lonely race after that 
So what was was it hard to defend, or were you just like keeping pace about a second in front of? Uh, in, was it Neil Jacobs behind you? Nick Jacobs. Uh, yeah. Nick, Nick Jacobs. Nick Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really that hard. But it was just like I was doing my thing. I uh, at the beginning I tried to push after I got my damage to uh, get close to Nuno, but I noticed that I wasn't gaining anything. So then it's just a matter of like, is it worth the risk? I mean, if you make some mistakes, sure, I would be closer, but. Would he make a mistake? Probably not. He's well experienced in that field, so. Yeah. So, were you thinking about um, were you thinking about the whole top ten and getting through to the auto quali- qualification for the next round, or or was was that in your mind during the race or not? No, not during the race. Because <laughs> if you start thinking about that stuff, that's when it goes wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like after the race, I was quite surprised. I was like in the top ten, and after I was like. Hold on, doesn't that mean I'm qualified for next race as well? Yeah, because I'm not a very good hot lapper. So for me to get into this at the first place is really surprising. Um, so if I wouldn't have qualified for next week, I probably wouldn't qualify again because it's a different track and a lot more people knows like, wait, there were a lot of, and there was like six stands between uh, the winner of the hot lapper and the, and the one that got cut off. So a lot of people will notice like, oh, now we've got a chance. So they would actually start driving. Then I wouldn't actually qualify <laughs> for it. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, we, uh, we've spoken a lot about the same race. Uh, let's move on to what is uh, what was the big race. Um, but it was, more, it was more of a crash fest, Ed, the, uh, the Formula E race. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, less decorum, I believe, is the... Uh, posh term for it <laughs> everyone sort of uh, went a bit uh, mad uh, and there wasn't a lot of space in which to go mad in at that uh, 30 they, I think they call I think it's uh, I think uh, I think we nicknamed it slam devolt informally because it, instead of sand devolt because it just seems to end up uh, uh, causing these big accidents when uh, people well usually people go three into one or two into one and it doesn't go well this time they were trying to go five or six or seven into one <laughs> and uh, I believe the footage they showed uh, I think um, Pascal Berlin obviously on pole he got a clean start it was really um, I think uh, Mitch Evans and uh, was it Nico Muller who sort of they all um, uh, he got stuck on top of one of the other drivers I think <laughs> and uh, they and he, he couldn't shake off because the physics wouldn't let him but yeah <laughs> Yeah, Edo Mortara had a fantastic qualifying. He was he, he was qualifying up into third position, but that that whole accident dropped him down into tenth place. And then um uh and 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 then a little bit further back a couple laps later, they didn't show much of it in in the actual race, but it seemed to happen all over again involving the two into involving the two cheaters. Yeah, so from what I gathered, um Oliver Turvey was fighting with um Florent Fern and De Costa. And uh, basically, uh, Vern spun Turvey at the back and Turvey hit the wall at the first corner. And then meanwhile, in front of them, Sebastian Boemi spun uh, right in front of the entry into that really tight, uh, basically, what's the second corner? Just before the uh, hairpin. Um, that yeah. long straight. And basically caused a bit of a blockage. And everyone was trying to avoid him. But of course, they couldn't because they just come across him. And there was, of course, the Turvey incident. Before. So it was... A bit of a mess, and you're lucky if you really got through there at that incident unscathed, which I don't think many people did. No, definitely not. Um, 
right okay focusing more uh focusing more on um on on just the race in general monaco is such is such a short circuit that um uh, that whilst watching this, whilst watching the sim race, one thing that I kind of picked up was uh, was that these these laps, these laps around Monaco are so short; they're fifty second laps. So, so as soon as someone gets eliminated, you cut to Pascal Verline, who was about to lap them anyways, and then and then uh, and then the next person is eliminated about twenty seconds later. So he didn't really have enough time to like focus on anything at the front. Uh, Remka, I know the I know that you weren't eliminated during that race, but had you had you been a bit further back and you had been like eliminated that early, is the fact that it's fifty second laps would 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 that have would that have annoyed you if 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 you only came in did that one hundred and forty seconds and got eliminated on lap two? Oh yeah, that that's the first thing I was like saying was like, I mean, would it be great if I did more than two laps. <laughs> um, <laughs> And of course I did, but uh, for the ones that, uh, for example, get turned around in lap one, even if you're first and you get turned around and you have to rejoin at the back, you're eliminated lap two. You're not going to get a pass in. It's such a short lap, such a tight track. There's not really much like drafting going on, so you can't like, make use of that. There's no uh, energy recovery because of it. Um, so what probably I would have done if I was in such a situation, I would have made a do or die move. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no repercussion. If you fail, I mean, you were eliminated anyway. So, yeah, it's kind of like the nature of this system that, yeah, I don't really like, but looks good probably. <laughs> well, it could make some lots yeah. of incidents at the back usually because yeah. people make ridiculous dive bombs from like 50 meters back or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I think we do need to give out a little bit of a shout out to Alex Lynn in the sim race, who seemed very desperate to stay in the race uh, over over the course of the three laps that we focused on him. I think he was battling Simona Di Silvestro and, and uh, someone Axel else. De Flair. Axel yes, De that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He seemed extremely desperate Ed, to just just stay just stay in the fight for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is. Uh, in a way, I always feel like those fights are maybe maybe there's a bit of pride at stake whether you finish 14th or 15th. But for me, watching it, I sort of thinking, well, not these guys are going to be fighting for any of the championship points. So what does it matter? Which order they finish in is my opinion. But um, but, but it, it makes it, I guess it's a little bit interesting watching them uh, fight each other. But like I think like Remco said, so because it's such a tight circuit, Monaco especially, that it, it means that you often end up with these sort of. I don't think it makes for amazing racing sometimes. It means you, you, you see the only way people can get past each other is by making really silly moves where they basically push each other into the wall. Yeah, de yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, ba uh, back, to the, back to the Formula E race now, Ed. Um, there was another accident um, during, uh, during that race, uh, unsurprisingly, because let's be honest, yeah, that, that that's what happened in that race. Just basically wall to wall crashes. Um, there would uh, uh, there was one accident though. Uh, Marching hard, doing fantastically well up in seventh. He got punted by um by Andre Lotterer in the final few laps of the race. Um, how firstly, how, how do you rate Marching Hard's performance? Because the thing is, when we see him on the Formula E track, he isn't as great as 
as we'd really want him to be. Um, however, he's 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 come into this esports world and he's and he's and he's actually been doing some fantastic performances. He put, he picked up his first points, finishing ninth. But it could have been seventh had Lotterer uh, not uh, not come into blows with him with a few laps left. Yeah, Lotterer could have been a little more courteous there. But again, that's the nature of the track, I guess. And Martin doing quite well. Actually, he's done pretty solidly throughout these uh, sim racing uh, tournaments. And I think it's two things. I mean, one is the uh, lack of energy management, because that's a big thing in real Formula E. We're given the full length of the races and something that Ma has certainly uh, struggled with. Uh, Saudi Arabia, the opening race, uh, opening races of the season came to mind where he, I think, was running okay and then dropped back because he just couldn't manage the energy or couldn't figure out how to manage the energy as well. Uh, so that's not a factor here. And then I think also the fact that the Neo is a really slow car in real life, whereas here they're all on equal performance. That's why we saw Peter Brilljack in sim race doing quite well in the, the sim racing Neo, uh, because there wasn't that uh, handicap there. So yeah, and uh, we interviewed Mar on the show uh, a week or two ago as well, Jack did. Um, and uh, that was a really good interview to sort of get some insight into how he's doing. He's having a lot of help from the engineers as well at Neo, basically acting as spotters for him. On our factor two, so that that's that's really cool to see that um, Mar is at least taking it quite seriously, even if some of the other drivers maybe, arguably are not. Uh, but again, of course, uh, the other thing I think of is there isn't really a big prize for the Formula E drivers. It's literally just oh, we'll fight for points, and the one who's got the most at the end wins, and that's it. Whereas the sim races like Remco are fighting for that drive in a real Formula E car, and also I think that run in the uh, BMW is it? Uh, I forget. There was like, is that a a virtual BMW or a real BMW or MK? Uh, I think it's the real BMW. Uh, that's the BMW M2. Ah, that's uh, it. Yeah. And that M2 already is in the simulator in Artifact 2. Uh, and there are already uh, championships with that. So, And I can tell you, it's a fun car. <laughs> so, yeah. More fun I than would... Formula E car? <laughs> no. <laughs> For Formula E, it's something special. Because you've got this like open-wheeler... Well, not for the open wheeler anymore, but you've got that open cockpit, uh, like the massive diffuser, but still on street tires, which is just really unique. Yeah, uh, one yeah, what what one thing that I was going to say that if it is a virtual ride, I think all Remco needs to do is put on his VR headset and then just sit there for about <laughs> ninety seconds, and that'll be a lapping and. Uh, yeah, a, a lap in an M2. Um, right, one thing. <laughs> I mean, I could drive it myself in any way. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, the real thing sounds much better. Um, right, okay. One, yeah, one thing that uh, I uh, I want to kind of like clo- close in on. Um, next next race, um, we head back to Hong Kong. Um, now, I think uh, I think all of us have been quite vocal about this i think me on last week's show more so than most but um but yeah i just wasn't uh i i just wasn't that happy about the whole uh, about the whole wet moniker even though it wasn't wet um uh but yeah hong uh, hong kong uh hong kong next week um we're uh, we're going back to there however good things are coming according to um uh, according to the people in charge um However, Remco, you, you you said that you would have that you wouldn't have bothered had you not had you not made the top ten. Um, so this week it's more kind of put your feet up and then rock up on Saturday. Is it for you? Yeah, Hong Kong. I mean, I've never really I, I've raced there once when once it got released, 
that was against like um, also pretty big sim racers. So I know the track. I know that one chicane very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a different track. A lot more overtaking opportunities. You've got the first hairpin, of course. Um, even though the run up to that isn't that great, it's still very hard breaking point, so you can launch it to the inside. But after that, you've got that long straight into the tight right hander. Um, yeah, for the rest, of course, there's no energy management or anything. So, yeah, the rest, the other parts, you can't really do anything. So, but it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how fair there. Maybe I'm just quick at Monaco. Maybe I'm also quick at Hong Kong. We will see. Yeah, Ed. However, we were told at the end of this, uh, uh, at the end of the Monaco race, that apparently something is coming uh, in terms of in terms of DLC. Uh, firstly, I want your full apology, and then <laughs> secondly, and then secondly, uh, just yeah, yeah. What 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 do you think that we will expect from from this DLC? Well, Nikki and the Formula E team have said that. Uh, things that are going to happen and then they haven't happened. So I'm not going to count it and the DLC until I see it in front of me with the price tag on it or whatever. So I'm, I'm not going to apologize just yet. I will not apologize for being right because <laughs> it's not happened yet. But um, I'm not apologize for my endless cynicism. Although that's probably <laughs> the reason why they made you the host and not me. <laughs> <laughs> more, more than likely, more than likely. Um, but um, uh, but also, what, what, uh, one thing that I did want to mention that I forgot about earlier because I am a terrible host, as it turns out. Um, one, th yeah, they, they they advertised a completely wet Monaco. I'm not sure about you guys, but I didn't see a spot. Did, I'm, I'm 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 not sure if it's different from the from the uh, from the comp uh, from the cockpit Remco, but I didn't see a spot of rain at all. No, no. Even the day before, they already uh, gave us like the server details and that kind of stuff. That they also showed that it was going to be dry. It, it was like the light clouds and that kind of stuff. So we knew beforehand it was not going to rain. False, false advertising, basically. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy that they didn't do that. I think, I, I, especially for, imagine if, imagine if the Formula E drivers race was wet. Would have made yeah, it even oh more chaotic. Oh, maybe it was um, wet and we just couldn't see. <laughs> that would explain a lot. That would make a lot more sense um, if 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 we just if we just didn't see any rain at all. However, it was um, the invisible rain. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ed. For, uh, for, uh, finally, with you um, in the Formula E race, uh, Pascal Wehrlein taking his first win, absolutely dominant, and then the two. Uh, uh, and then the two likely candidates just behind with Van Dorn and Max Gunter. Yeah, uh, it was good to see Pascal sort of redeem himself after the previous round at uh, the Leicester, the docks in New Jersey, where he basically binned it at the first chicane because he got it wrong uh, whilst running in second and closing up on Maxi Gunter. And this time he uh, got it all right, it's that brilliant pole lap, and then basically controlled the race from there on in. And uh, Sofa Van Dorn uh, fighting with uh, Gunther a little bit, but uh, really, uh, it was all sort of, it was all basically decided after qualifying, really. And uh, Gunther winning streak is over, and because Verlein has broken it, basically. And the Ninja team all seemed really happy about it. There was, um, they were posting one video, like a little girl, he's a Mahindra fan, apparently, sort of congratulating Pascal on his first win, even though it's not a real life first win in Formula E, but uh, I'm sure we'll take that. 
Yes, definitely. And I'd also like to look smug because I predicted Verlaine's win on um, on Friday. You so, did, yes. That, I forget. Yeah. I predicted Freins and you came back fifth, I think. So. Yes. So, yeah, I've, I've predicted the last two winners, um, which is which is boosting my ego significantly, which, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, Remco, so, did you have any thoughts on the Formula E drivers race other than it was a bit of a crash fest? Is there anyone you were supporting? Uh, I'm not supporting anyone. I'm pretty much a neutral watcher of uh, pretty much every motorsports, including Formula E, which I've followed since day one. Um, but of course it's going to be more for Wreckfest, which makes sense because they are not used to uh, sim racing because a lot of them didn't even have a sim rig beforehand. Um, but yeah, it's just what it is. And yeah, not much more to say about it. Great. Right. That is basically our show. We've, we've, we've made it to the, th- I've, we've made it to the 30 minutes mark with me at the helm. I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but um, it happened. So let's just roll with that. Um, right. Ed, thanks as always. Um, Remco, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and hopefully we can have you. Uh, uh, hopefully we can have you back on at another point. And best of luck for this weekend in Hong Kong. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, Jack. And I think before we go, uh, because I always wanted to do this, and Jack told me to do this before he left, that we should give a round of applause to Remco for finishing in, yeah. in seventh place. So even if it's a little bit cringy, let's do it anyway. <laughs> so well yeah, done. It's cringy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You can add the out. fanfare and you, you can add the fanfare and confetti in after, can't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Th- thank you, boys, so much for today. Um, hopefully, I don't have to host this again because Jack is so much better at this than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. A couple PSAs before uh, we disappear. Uh, do not forget to like and subscribe uh, below for more Formula E content. We've got we've got daily uploads, not just the show, but we've also got snippets out of the show as well. If you don't have thirty minutes on your time, another thing um, we, uh, we we now have a Discord, as was very loosely mentioned at the end of last week. Uh, there will be the, uh, there will be a link in the description. Uh, and, and so you can click it, he- head to there. If you just want to discuss more about Formula E with your favourite idiots. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, well, once again, thank you, boys, for today. It's been an absolute pleasure. That's been the FEZ Show for Monday, and we shall see you tomorrow. <laughs>